0: At how many fans start showing up? So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hockey! Yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's hockey show.
1: It was great, but I ate a ton a ton of food. Um, and I felt extremely healthy, healthy, heavy today on the ice, but it worked out. Was that your first American thing? That's the first time you celebrated American Face me Yeah. What was your favorite? What do you eat? Food, favorite food. I love everything. там. i очень really очень хорошо встречают He
0: that they host a great Thanksgiving, they have amazing food, so everything was <laughs> amazing. And that's right. With that, Kirill Kaprizov's uh, review of Thanksgiving 2021, (laughs) Judd's Hockey Show. It's Judd. It's Declan. It's the Wild in uh, first place in the Central Division. And uh, Declan will certainly talk about the fact that Kirill Kaprizov might have felt fat, but he certainly played well (laughs) in a 7-1 win uh, against the Jets. A very convincing win. Lots to get to here. But uh, let's start here, because I feel like I feel like we've been, well, you've probably been more concerned or harder on this guy than I have. I would say that I've been probably, in fairness, lukewarm. So, like, we're both not completely sold here. But let's start with the play of Cam Talbot, mm-hmm. who has won the past two games. Um, to his credit, has been... Fantastic. So the Wild to go back to Thanksgiving Eve Wednesday night, the Wild wins three two in a shootout against the Devils, in which they give up a two to one lead uh late
1: and wasn't a two nothing lead at one point.
0: I believe it was, yes. Yeah. Yes. But they gave up the two they gave up the lead uh late in the third period. The Devils scored right before um regulation time came to an end. And then thanks to a Fiala goal, they won it in a shootout. But long story short Cam Talbot in that game faced 33 shots uh, during the course of the game and stopped 31. And last night, now, it was 7-1. to So, like, that score is like, well, of course, it's an easy win, right? Uh, right. Um, <laughs> last night, he faced 31 shots. But the most important thing was, I thought, and where he deserves credit, the first period. Uh, he faced 14 shots, stopped them all. The Wild had nine shots, scored Two goals. So after a period of play, it was two nothing for the wild. And Cam Talbot really sort of, uh, to his credit, I guess, set a tone. Sure. And so like these last two games have definitely been impressive and exactly what you want from a goaltending standpoint. And Talbot deserves credit f- for that. Because I think we've all been like, well, he's he's got what, eleven wins now? Yeah, he's playing okay, but but there could be more. He could do do this. The stats aren't great. What's your feeling on Talbot's play now? And yes, it's just two it's two games, so it's not like sure. season, but just your feeling on Talbot's play at this point right now.
1: Well, I will say the last probably four or five games he's looked very, very strong. Um he's looks a little bit more comfortable out there. His analytics have risen back up. So typically uh or there's a good stack called goals saved above expected. So basically it's it's a goal that from normal shooting percentage range that normal goalies should stop, basically. And through the majority of the first uh, 12, 15 games, Cam Talbot ranked near the bottom, meaning he was allowing in soft goals. He was allowing in goals that most goaltenders would stop. Um, over the last four or five games, he has actually risen back up to 22nd now, and his goal saved above expected is neutral. It's zero. Mm-hmm. So before it was negative, which means he was allowing about one to two more goals than he should have been allowing over a 60-minute stretch. So basically over a game, he was allowing about a goal he shouldn't be allowing. Now, throughout the course of the last four or five games, he's risen that number to above zero, which means he's stopping all the pucks he should be stopping. Is he stopping them above expected? That's, that's where, you know, guys like uh, uh, Bob is off to a great start this year. Jack Campbell, um, Igor, Frederick Anderson, th- those guys are playing very, very well, and they're stopping the shots even above the expected rate. Right now, Cam is zero and neutral. But honestly, that, I think, is the baseline of what you can ask for from Cam, um, if he starts dipping below that, when he starts looking shaky, which is what we saw in the first 10 or 12 games, that's cause for concern. If he's playing the way he has played over the last five games, and I think your point yesterday about, I mean, the route of the Jets, this, the headline story, is they won 7-1, to the offense was great, and we'll get into that in a second. But it, that Jets is a damn good team, and they're scary when they fly up and down the ice. And if it wasn't for Cam's first period performance, to your point... The wild prior out of that game right from the get-go and those cardiac kids can't always mount a comeback. So I think what Cam Talbot has done over the last five, six games is really telling mm-hmm. and a good sign. I think my fear is is because he's playing so well, they continue to ride him super hot when they still got to figure out ways to get Capo in more.
0: That's probably true. Um, yeah, and there's going to be games, and we, we uh, saw this in the back-to-back games against the Panthers and Tampa on uh, last saturday and sunday yeah. when you're just gonna have back-to-back games and have to play couple. but i tend to agree i think that i i think in the course of a season this long you do need to get to a point where where you have a not a rotation because it's not going to be that but where you have an idea of probably playing the backup a little bit bit more um but i do think it, it's important see cam talbot's tough for me because when it comes to when it comes to his stats in the eye test, they don't necessarily meld. Like there have been times I thought he's playing okay, yeah, and then the stats really say, nah, not so much. He's playing; he's not playing as well as you think. Yes, um, so I think the last, I think to what you're saying, Dex, the last what three, four, five games have done a pretty good job of saying the eye test says he's playing pretty well, and then the stats do too. Because yeah, he's a tough one. Uh, th- there have been uh. There were flat-out times earlier this year, and I don't know if I was being sold by by Dean or what, um, because Cam would have good stretches in those games, but he probably wouldn't have as strong a game as they wanted, where I thought he played pretty well. And then you'd look and you'd be like, well, he didn't play as well as I thought. So I think if we can get those to meld together more consistently, it's going to be a more comfortable feeling about how Cam
1: Talbot is playing. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he, you're, you're right that eye test wise, he's getting wins, right? I mean, he, he's, he's winning the majority of the stats, but that wins for goaltenders is basically the same stat as wins for starting pitchers. Um, it's indicative on the players in front of you. You could be, you know, someone like Glenn Perkins 13, 14 years ago when he came up with the Twins who has eight wins in his first 12 starts with ZRAs and you're five. Um, you don't want to get into a situation like that. So I, I think in general, what Cam Talbot's been able to do um, over these last few games is, is very, very telling. He's, he's a goaltender that you can 100% ride and, and get hot. Um, he can, he, he, I thought he played great down the stretch in Vegas. I had no problem with how he played in that playoff series. In fact, I think he had two shutouts in seven games. That's more than you can ask for in, in a playoff series against a team like that. Um, but in general, I, I think my biggest takeaway is just from the last few games and, and this recent win streak is that Cam Talbot has finally stabilized things and it's a good thing to come.
0: All right, topic two off um, off the win against the Jets and m- more so just of, of late. But So they did something again yesterday that impressed me. Um, they definitely had a game the night before uh, Thanksgiving against the Devils where they let down. They didn't play a terrible game, but they certainly did not play their best. And what impressed me yesterday was that Black Friday um game which is traditional here and which i like
1: but i I like them too
0: but the thing about that game is how many times have we seen the wild lay a complete egg in (laughs) that game and and you know it's clear that they had fun (laughs) ate ate a lot as kaprizov talked about and they come out And they play terrible. I want to say it was a game against the Jets a few years ago. They did exactly that. I want to say there was a game against Pittsburgh at one time. They did that. And they just completely stunk. And the game was boring and lethargic. And um, they did not apply themselves one bit. What I loved about the performance yesterday was twofold. One is they played damn well. Like, they, they came out and played well. The other thing... Uh, that I loved was the fact that that because that's been the type of game so often where – because the Jets aren't playing well now. The Jets are struggling. The Jets are going to come back, I think, and probably be fine. But right now, they're right. not playing great. Mm-hmm. That's the typical game decks where you play down to your opponent. So, so, like, it's like, well, they're not playing well. Are we really playing well? Nah, shucks. Let's just try <laughs> and win. Uh, and it's a bad game. I give the Wild a ton of credit because throughout the course of that game, they – dictated and took the play to an opponent who is struggling which is exactly what i've always harped on you should do hockey seems to be one sport and i don't know if this is true but it just from from watching the sport for years it seems to be one sport where you have what should be good teams play down to their opponents more than any sport it's like what are you doing like take it to them Yesterday, the Wild did exactly that, and on and in an ex, in an afternoon game where they are so often not good, yep, they played great. That that to me, like it's a, it is a no duh. Yeah, of course they're they're supposed to, but right. no, no, we've seen we've seen this movie enough to say that's a really good sign for mm-hmm. this team.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was very impressive, uh, even on, as, as our YouTube commenters are commenting right now, the Wild were buzzing last night. Um, I, I agree. I think they were flying up and down the ice. Look, doesn't uh, th- that Thanksgiving turkey, that trepidane, and uh, all that fun alcohol trip you can get fan. into. Tryptophan. Tryptophan, um, yeah. You can get into the night before is uh, can really slow you down. Hey, I, I know it really, really well, having a little bit too much fun and trying to go back out on Friday, right? Mm. Um, but in general, I, I thought the way the Wild played was very, very impressive. And, and for them to... Yeah, the Jets are are on a bit of a snide right now, but I, I do think they when they are on, they're one of the best offensive teams in the league. Um, they're they they can fly out, fly up and down the ice. So the fact they didn't play down to them, the fact the Wild are still in first place, and even though, and I'll bring up points. um yeah, and I'll, I'll bring up a little a little graphic here just to show how all encompassing they've played here, uh, through their first twenty plus games because we're hit that Thanksgiving, Mark Judd, and you, and as we've talked about, if you're in that top eight. Around Thanksgiving time, usually it's about a 75% lock that you're going to be in the postseason uh, come springtime. So the fact the Wild are in... Uh, in the driver's seat here is incredibly impressive, especially when you consider just the lapses that have happened this season with Kirill getting off to a slow start, but now he's red hot. We'll get into him in just a bit. Fial has been up and down, but still hasn't been scoring a ton. Talbot had a shaky start, as we talked about in the first 10 minutes of this show. Uh, The the special teams is still not perfect and shouldn't be as struggling as it is. Uh, But in general, this team has still found ways to win. Um, and with hockey, I, I think uh, that says a lot about the team and what they believe in one another. And and that's again Bill Guerin and Dean Denevich's testament to cleaning out that locker room and building out a new one and giving voices, uh, gi- giving giving those other players voices in that locker room. And I think it's been very very impressive what they've been able to do this season.
0: I knew that um, that th- the moves that that Guerin made last July w- would have an impact, but I'd be lying if I said that I knew it would be this much. Right. The the absence of and, and make no mistake, they're not going to talk about it now, but it's the key. Or it's a key, I should say. The absence of Peru Parisian Suter from that locker room, Declan, is just so huge. Like like you watch this team and it doesn't even resemble in some ways the previous teams. Right like it's incredible. It's incredible and they, and to be fair, this does not mean that they're great on a nightly basis. So I'm not saying, "Oh my god, they got rid of these two guys and they've become the 1977 Canadians." I'm not saying that at all. But just watch the little things that this team does. Just watch how how um I'll give you a prime example cuz this guy's not as good as Suter, but he's a better replacement. Okay. Goligoski. Yes. Golagoski's fantastic. And and you know what? I bet if you if you went to a just a GM and said you can have one of these two, they're gonna take suits, probably. Right. Probably, right? Yeah. But Golagoski and what he brings, and, and here's the other incredible thing. And like this is a small thing, but it's huge. Think about this one. So Spurgeon's hurt. John Merrill is playing on the top <laughs> pairing. John Merrill. Yeah. Who scored a goal against the Jets is playing on the top pairing with, with Golagoski. Think about that for a second. Yep. Ryan Souter would have called his shot right there. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to put a lot of money on the fact that if Ryan Souter and Spurgeon were paired, which they were because Ryan demanded it, and Spurgeon got hurt, yep. do you think do you think if the coach you think if Mike Yo or Boudreaux or Torch had gone to uh, suits and said, "All right, dude, John Merrill, time for you," that he's going to be like, "Oh, fantastic!" Oh, no. I'll, heck, no. no! Like, and that's a, and that's such a small thing on the surface, but it's a huge thing. It's it's how this team has evolved, how it has changed. That you could put like I wouldn't even think of that one, John Merrill. Let's bump him from the third pairing with Kulikov. And let's put them with the top defensive pairing. I would have never thought of that in a thousand years because I'm so conditioned to believe that's not possible here. <laughs> like it's stuff like that that that's right. that's just so interesting to me uh, as far as the changes here.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely it's a changing of the guard, and it's definitely a a team that just feels a lot different, a lot faster than they were before. And it's weird and unfortunate that you had to buy them out to basically get that and put yourself in a salary cap hell, which they'll be in for the next few seasons after this one. But I think it's worth it. Um, I I think it's worth having bogged down money and paying players not to pay play for you at this point, especially specifically those two players Um, because it just, it wasn't worth it anymore. And would we go back and do those contracts again? Yeah, we probably would. Uh, But at the same time, the, the, now that guys like John Merrill are stepping in and playing well, Alex Golagoski I see what you did there, um, has been playing phenomenally uh, for in Suter's absence for a one year contract. And if he wants to come back again next year on maybe a lesser term, even better, he yep. turned down other money because he wanted to come back and it worked out really well for him. And, and he's been phenomenal for them. So, I, I think in general, just other players stepping up in this brand team. Brandon Duheim, like who the hell saw? We we, we were thinking he shouldn't even make this team. It should go to one of these hotter young rookies that should deserve a chance. He's been so consistent and great for this team. So Ryan Hartman, for God's sakes, just continues to score big time goals and might be the best bargain in the NHL at this point. He took a pay cut to stay here, and yeah. he's got what now? 10 goals? 10. Uh, 11
0: goals? On
1: pace for 40-something. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got, got 11.
0: 11 goals, and he is centering the Caprizov line.
1: Yeah. So just other <laughs> players that have stepped up for this team when Caprizov-Fiala goaltending hasn't worked out, this team still found ways to win, and I think it's really impressive.
0: Yeah, and, and you have now the freedom for the coach to coach. And yep. Dean's done a great job. Dean's really good. Like, Dean is – I give him I – I had no idea that he was going to be – this good of coach but yeah he is the freedom to coach and and guess what Dex Matthew Boldy's coming like he's been hot he stepped right back in this guy is Matthew Boldy Rossi we could probably debate Boldy is ready to play here like it's going to to be soon and you know what the nice thing is there's a spot for him Mm -hmm. because no because the guy that loses his job is not going to be a problem. He's going to lose his job, right? And and I'm going to tell you right now. Um, and I know that he's played better of late, and he's up and down. Uh, but I'm not convinced that Jordan Greenway is completely safe. I'm I just. Agree. I think Matthew is a better version of Greenway, and and I said that. I'm guilty of saying this before because I used to say I think that Greenway is going to be a bit better. Uh, Charlie Coyle. So we'll see. But Matthew Bowley's coming, and when he gets here, he's going to play. And imagine imagine the hijinks and problems, Dex that that would have caused previous Well, whose spots he gonna take? It is Parisi right. and Sudo are they going <laughs> to approve? And how's Eric Stahl gonna feel? And is Miko gonna allow that? You know? I mean you think about the machinations that drove us crazy that we had to go through for, mm-hmm. for like, hey, can this young player play here? Like it was it was um for lack of a better way to explain it, it was Almost its own form of locker room hazing. Yeah. Like, I don't That's know if that guy can it. play here. Right. I don't if if Bill Guerin <laughs> and Dino now say, you know what? Boldy is coming up and he's going to play. Ain't nobody gonna get in the way of oh, no. that one. Uh okay. Comment there. Brady says Boldy could replace Bukestead. I'm gonna go on the record right now. I like what Bukestead brings. Me too. And and by the and and he's not a top six guy. Greenway is. Greenway should be. That's what I. I. That's why I say I wonder if Greenway's in trouble because Bukestad on that fourth line. One, it's got some speed, which I love. But two, they do exactly what you want. Right, Sturm, Duhame, Bukestad. They give you exactly what you want, which is they give you some speed and they work their asses off. One hundred percent. And I appreciate that. Boldy to me is a top six guy, so I'm trying to find a top six. I'm, tra- I'm trying to find a top six wing position for him, or at least a top nine. I don't want him on my fourth line to start with.
1: Yeah, I, I would rather have him playing in a top six role. Um, and yeah, I like Nick Bugstead. I I, I kind of was confused why he was getting scratched for Victor Rask, you know, last week and a few games ago. Um, I I don't think Nick is going to be the top six guy he was when he first came to the league, but he's got a nice career as a bottom six forward 100 yep. percent um and I think he should play more so I, I agree if Boldy's gonna come up here he's gotta get in a, a fit in a top six which I, I think he can and yeah Jordan Greenway I'm I, I was on the fence on it going into the season I'm I still haven't seen anything I, it, it, he's had nights where he tries hard and he skates hard and he moves his feet but in general I'm, I'm I'm just out there I'm I'm out on Jordan Greenway well
0: there there's your replacement right there for him right it's Matthew like, Boldy that's simple. Okay, let's talk, talk about uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who has gone from being um not not living up to expectations because statistically he wasn't bad uh to being uh absolutely on fire. But before we do that, I want to tell you about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. They've helped me drop twenty-six pound decks and now they can help well, not you, but not they me. can help you out there who is who are are saying I'd like to drop weight, and I'd like to do it with a deal. I got a Black Friday savings deal that uh, started yesterday from my friends. Save 50% off the program. That's right, 50% off the program. First visit is free, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, or visit Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, first Visit is free, and you heard me right, 50% off the program. Give them a call or check out the website. And tell them Score North and Judd sent you. All right, Kirill Kaprizov. Yep. Um, a goal, three assists, and I'm going to say the most important thing here, and this is from the outset of that, that game, and it has nothing to do with the stats, or I, I should say the goals and the assists. I noticed him from beginning to end. Like, he was back to being all over the ice. He was making plays. I don't mind if he passes if he's not trying to be cute. Yep. And if he's not trying to pass. And the rest of the time, I'm I'm like, my God, he took a shift and I barely saw him. <laughs> I felt like yesterday was a Krill game in the fact that when he's going well, your eyes go to him. Yep. So he is. And he was, and look, I think the stats are back. Yep. I think he's back. Um and, and I don't know if it, if it was the weight of the contract. I don't know if it was exactly what it was, and and the whole excuse of, well, well, you have to understand, teams are paying attention now. Okay, they were last year, too, so just stop with that, okay? And by the way, the Jets were paying attention. It's not like the Jets didn't care. It's not like the Jets were like, let's not defend 97 and take our chances, okay? So let's stop with this whole... Justin Jefferson's covered. You can't throw to him or Kirill Kaprizov's just being shut down. No superstars overcome those things. Right. Um, Kirill Kaprizov yesterday put on the type of display that I want to see consistently. And I do feel in fairness to him, like we are seeing Declan Goff way more and more now.
1: Yeah, he's, he's been phenomenal. Uh, I, I, as Andrew says in our YouTube comments here, that Caprice looks like himself again. I believe he was playing injured. I don't think he was playing injured. I know he took that nasty hit against the Jets like the third game into the season where he had crashed awkwardly into the boards. I just think he was pressing a bit. Um, and in general, he looks more like the player he was. Analytically, he's still playing very well. He's shooting a ton. He's starting in the offensive zone. His course, he is almost 60%, meaning when he's on the ice, his team is out-possessing, out-shooting the other team. His yep. expected goals for is down, so like where he's shooting the puck on the ice, he's not converting at the same rate that he was last season. That is down. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's having four-point nights and he's putting six shots on goal, which is, I believe, what he had again last night, you can't really ask much more for that. Um, and in general, I think more of those goals will come, and he just seems like a guy, too. As as much as we love, one, to have players be selfish more, I like Kevin Fiala because he's selfish and he shoots the puck a lot. I like when Matt Siccarello doesn't take a pass up who had two goals last night. He takes a shot. I want him to be a little bit more aggressive, but in general, I can't complain when the guy has 22 points in 20 games, and, and over the, what, the last 10 games has been you know nearly a two point a game player um so it seems like he's finally back he's off that snide and it was totally okay to have questions and have a little bit of cause for concern when he you got off to believer. the slow start wow. no no no, you guys no no. didn't believe yeah yeah you didn't believe that's that. not allowed you guys you guys just do that
0: he's got a lot of pressure on him okay no. there's a lot of guys who are trying to slow him down you just don't understand hockey from, you don't from, understand from
1: Russia with love, basically. Look at from that! Russia. Hello yeah. from Russia, and hello from Russia. The Wild team is Thank the future you. because of the next three years we have forty million for a preseason shooter, um, meaning the dead cap, its I think is basically what he's trying to uh, yeah, allude there. Yeah, yeah, uh, but to, but the Kirill, he's he's been great. Twenty games, he's shooting the puck a lot, and he looks more like himself. I've I've been very impressed.
0: Yep, and. Back to back home games now with uh, seven goals scored by the Wild and each and Krill in each game. Dallas and then the Jets yesterday, a yep. goal and three assists, and he's been he's been great. Now, now Zuccarello did go out after getting slashed on the yeah. hand late in the second period. Um, according to Dean, he could have come back, and because the the uh, score was so one sided, he didn't. And it sounds like like he is going to be if this is to be believed and it's hockey. So I think it is, but I'm not positive. It sounds like he's going to be good to go for the game on Sunday decks. Um, Kirill said in Kirill's through his interpreter, he said, it's a finger. So it's not, it's not like, it sounds like it's not the hand, it's the finger, which is not great, but I think you could probably tape that yeah. up more. So right. than if, if you break a small bone in the back of your hand, um, I want to wrap up with a couple things for you. Okay. Uh the first one is the loss of Spurgeon. I am absolutely astounded it has not been more how can I put this right? Resounding. I'm absolutely astounded that this team has carried on oh. this well. Yeah. Like you've taken John Merrill, um <laughs> you you've taken uh um um Jamie Ben from the press box. I've got, I've got my right Ben so, there. Jordy yeah. oh, Ben. Jordy yeah, Ben. Saying, I, I wish it was Jamie keep, Ben. That'd be great. I keep saying Jamie. Jordy. You take Jordy Ben, yeah. who I believe had played one game up until uh, Spurgeon got hurt. You take him from the press box. You call up Addison, but he's not playing, which I really don't I, like. Yeah, I don't
1: like that I'd either. like him to be it.
0: playing or just don't be here. Correct. Uh, just like call, call up a slappy. But. I am amazed that this team, to me, w- without what I think everyone basically uh, says is their best defenseman, it's probably a competition between Spurge and Brodine. Yep. But I am really impressed that this team has not missed a beat and still look, looks good. Yeah. And, you know, taking John Merrill and just like being like, we're going to promote you and we're going to be absolutely fine. Mm hmm. Um, Wow, that's something that's, again, something the if the old wild lost a player like this, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I think it's a testament to just how good this defense is. And I told you I was going to show you a little chart here from my guy, Jay Fresh Hockey. who does a great job with hockey analytics, and he basically he comes out with these team cards now, uh, which basically rank all the major statistics. And I'll show it up here for our YouTube audience and I'll explain for our audio audience. So right now, league rank um the wild are ninth they're the ninth best team according to his analytics and you'll see division rank number one up there in the top right but then the the numbers at the bottom the gf goals for the goals allowed 22nd the goal four percentage uh and seventh the power play 23 these are all rankings one through 31 basically so to explain from left to right for our audio audience uh the wild are fourth in goals they're 22nd in goals allowed they're 7th in goals for percentage, which means from the spots they're shooting on the ice, um, they're converting at a nice rate, and they're, and they're scoring goals they should be. Mm-hmm. Their power play is 23rd. You don't like that. I think a very important stat for a team that has aspirations to being damn good is finishing. So, so finishing in front of the net, the Wild are 3rd. So when, when the Wild are in high-danger situations and they need to clean up a garbage goal, they are third in the league in the NHL right now, basically. So they're, they're doing a very, very good job at finishing in front of the net. The areas that are cause for concern, as you can see in the bottom of that, is your goalie. Your goalie is 23rd. Basically, your goal tending. You, can, you can't even just call it camp tell, but your goal tending has been 23rd in the NHL that's what's interesting yeah and for a team that looks this damn good number one in your division a top 10 team in the NHL to have goaltending basically playing below league average is potentially dangerous um there could be significant regression coming but in general they're not allowing a lot of goals so the defense is helping them out a ton if the wild did not have good defense this team would be bad um I think that that's just Fair to say. If, if, this, if the defense on this team was, was putrid, this would be a, a bad hockey team. And, and that system's about. Yep. yep. Like they're that's totally like system.
0: They are flat-out well-coached.
1: Yeah, so their offense is good. They're converting at high ranks. Uh-huh. Um, their special teams is meh. You know, their power plays 23rd, penalty kills 20th. Th- that's the funny thing, you know. Their special teams and goaltending have been below league average, and yet they're a top-10 team.
0: That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. How is the power? I don't understand the power play. I don't understand how it's not better. It, it's that that top group has talent. I don't get it. I don't get if it's a center missing in the equation. Um, I just don't understand it. Like when you have Kaprizov and Fiala together, mm-hmm. and you're up, uh, skaters wise five on four. I it's just it. The Talbot thing to me is not incredible. Like I'm, I feel like he's playing better than the stats say. Uh, but I'm not floored by, by that. I, am, I, I g- cannot explain t- to you how the power play and especially that first grouping is not more successful. It feels like they should be
1: 100%. They should be. They should be a lot better. But I, I, I don't know what, to, what the hell to do about it.
0: I wish they'd be better. All right, let's wrap with a reckless speculation Okay, that we got to this the last show that we did, and so let's get to it now. Um, Strong rumblings about five days ago or so, four or five days back. uh, The Vancouver Vancouver Canucks are a mess. The Canucks are absolutely a mess. I think they're going to make a coaching change. Their GM might be fired. I don't know, but they are just melting down on a daily basis. Uh, What came out about four or five days ago was – Center JT Miller was possibly on the move. And it seems like he's working very hard to get out. Like yes. he's calling teammates out. He's he's complaining in practice. Uh at one point, I think in a practice two days ago, saying we don't know what we're doing. He wants out. Uh the, the Wild was tied in. The rumor was Kevin Fiala. At which point then uh more people kicked in with, well, it's gonna cost more. Then Fiala, it's probably going to be Fiala, um, I saw Dumba, I, I saw lots of things. Yep. Here's my two sets. So, about the same time, Declan, the Fiala thing felt weird. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Like, the whole mm-hmm. thing with Dean and Fiala, it's a very interesting relationship um dean clearly feels a great freedom to come down on kevin a lot and and he's almost like a son like he is harder <laughs> yeah. i i think he's harder on kevin <laughs> than any player yeah and it, it goes back to, to their time together in the ahl when both were uh employed by the the preds franchise working in milwaukee so it felt weird but i will say this one is i think it's hard to put a lot of stock in how dean is treating kevin because it's so much different than how like dean would treat krill or dean would treat basically mm-hmm. you know bro dean dumba too i mean guys like that don't seem to have the same relationship with dean so one i would i would say that as weird as it gets at times it's really hard to judge the other is i would say this i don't see bill Garren trading fiala and more assets to the canucks no um if if he wanted a center as bad as we did and i mean he has come on this show and basically said slow your roll shut up which is great (laughs) i love love it it. i love it um (laughs) but i mean he basically was like all you people do is talk about centers just stop with it uh if he if he had truly wanted one the play of this group now which actually has not been which has not been terrible uh, the play of this group now is not like surprising him and he's like oh my god i was wrong right, right. so it, if he was going if he was going to get one he would have got one in the summer mm-hmm. and he might get one at the deadline mm-hmm. but i don't think he's going to package fiala and like dumba and adra he's not going down that path so i would say for now fiala's completely safe here that doesn't mean that he won't be moved cuz i think that that day could come but I think we probably, including me, jumped the gun on, on being, oh, my God, Dean Dean's mad at Kevin, and that's going to be that. I think the way that Dean pushes Kevin's buttons is intriguing, including this one yesterday. Zuccarello gets hurt, third period.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, basically a blowout game. Kevin Fiala double shifted yep. almost the entire period. And it was fun to watch because he like st- started playing he kinda, he hockey. Yeah. He loves it. He could skate. He yeah. was playing like he was trying to, uh, to make, um, to make cool plays. Right. So I'm guessing right now we probably should slow our, slow our, um, our expectation of a potential Fiala trade.
1: I'm actually going to disagree with you and say he is not completely safe. Um, I, I think with, the way this team views him and if his trade value continues to rise and Bill Guerin can see an opportunity to improve this club to what you are saying in the long run, and eventually he'll make the move to do that if he feels it's necessary, sure. I, I, I would not say he's completely safe. Um, I feel like if, if this Vancouver situation starts rumbling more, and I believe the original report was Fiala as the main piece and a mid-round pick as, as kind of a sweetener, so like a second or third round pick, I personally, if that trade was – if I'm Bill Guerin and Vancouver calls me up, I want Kevin Fiala in a second-round pick right now. We'll give you JT Miller. I think i make that trade right now. Um, Hmm. And that's coming from someone who loves Kevin Fiala. Um, I I, I think they would make that trade if it can improve their club and they feel like it's necessary. Interesting. I I think um, Billy's vetting of the situation, too, in Vancouver from an outsider's perspective is important here. we've we've known that Bill Guerin has, uh, as a player and as an executive, is not going to swing, not going to pull a Fletcher, right? He's just not going to make a trade for the sake of it. If it benefits the team, he'll do it. And I feel like if he thinks J.T. Miller is a benefit to this team, and if Matthew Boldy and Marco Rossi, whoever you want, even Adam Beckman, if one of those guys wants to come up and plug and play to a lesser degree what Kevin Fiala brings, he would do that. I just think there's a lot of ammunition to make that trade happen. Um, is it likely? And I know I said that it, it, I I don't think he's completely safe. Is it likely? It's probably at you know twenty five percent tops of happening, and that might you may even say that's too high. Um, but in general, I I don't think he's completely safe. I I think if he sees an opportunity to fit and and improve this team, he's going to make that trade.
0: That's probably true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I just don't know how much he he would put into uh, the pot to sweeten it. That's true. my that's my question.
1: Yeah. It, it, I think, it's I think most, the Canucks are going to ask
0: for more than we thought.
1: Yep, and I, I think in general, too, that's going to be a cash-in, cash-out trade. Um, and JT Miller's, yeah. and JT Miller's got a nice a contract. He, he has $5 million through next season, so he's not a UFA after this year. Um, so basically, it would buy you time to have a nice top-six center for the next year and a half. Um, so there's a lot of good reasons to potentially make that trade if, if Bill Guerin feels like it's necessary. Even though I'll be crying tears of like joy when twenty two leaves this town. Yeah,
0: I wonder if it'd be more of a deadline. Maybe, perhaps too. The Maybe. the the thing that keeps coming back to me is how much Bill Guerin, who runs the team, disagreed with us and and I think some fans about the status of that position group. Like we were like, Bill, you don't have a number one, and it's really not that good. And and he was very like, I don't think it, it was BS. He was adamant that we were wrong.
1: Yeah, and oh, yeah. and that and that's
0: why, <laughs> and that's why I don't know. Look, but I mean, he was he was outspoken. He's he's he, yes. he, he said, "Would blank, you quit blank. talking about that?" Yeah, I, I, I think his awesome. exact words on the the, the show were, "You need to stop, stop talking about that. About stop it. asking me about that." That yeah, was great. And and I don't think he I don't think he was bluffing. I think he was serious. Yeah. And now, there might be regression to come. But the other interesting side note to this entire thing is if the wilds convinced that, that this is a semblance of the real Ryan Hartman in their mind, they're going to be like, we sort of got our guy yes. and we're, and we're going to be like, I, do you really? And they're going to be like, no, we sort of got our guy. So yeah. And, and the last thing is too, and this is the one thing where I guess I'll trust, I trust them more than us <laughs> because, because it's where they would have a feel. And so far they've done a bang up job the chemistry. Like, that's yes. one thing is that's one thing you plop people into locker rooms and depth, especially in this sport. This ain't baseball where it's like, hey, this guy's sort of a jerk. Here's to your five him. hitter. You have a new. But yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying I'm not saying chemistry is not important in baseball because, you know, in 2000, what, 19 with twins and uh, crews, we certainly saw that it is important. But hockey is a one sport, man, where if you plop the wrong guy in, things can go sideways, and it's a problem. And people will say, oh, shut up. The guy can just play. It's not mm-hmm. how it works. Not Ryan Suter could really play. Yeah, not Did for they... hockey. So, all right. Uh Final thoughts from you. We we do have wild and lightning tomorrow at one. I would urge the National Hockey League and the franchise itself to balk at one o'clock games on Sunday. You're getting in the way of my football. I think D- during NFL
1: season at least. Oh,
0: yeah. No, so, oh so oh, oh, yeah, after,
1: after February fifteenth, put as many one o'clock Absolutely. games to the end of the I season. I love you the want. afternoon tilts. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: afternoon tilts are great. Play them on Saturdays. I agree. So not sunday i love but... the
1: matinee saturday hockey i think it's oh i think oh, it's, I think think it's great yeah, boston has, evening
0: yeah boston plays a ton of them it's absolutely it. uh fantastic but
1: yeah let's try and do a show probably monday yeah um monday or we'll... sunday night or something Yeah, we will figure out something
0: look back at the I'll lightning game and um this is fun hopefully it continues this yeah. is going to be this as i said before the key here is we need the wild to make a long run because we ain't going to have baseball. And if we do, <laughs> the team's not that good. So no. anyway, take it away, Declan.
1: Yep. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button for um, for consistent Minnesota wild coverage right here on our Score North YouTube channel. It's Mackie and Judd. My name's Declan Goff. Uh, we provide Timberwolves coverage, Vikings coverage, Twins coverage sometimes, Minnesota yeah. wild coverage. Uh, Purple Daily is where you can find our devoted Minnesota Vikings coverage. That's where event line will be happening the moment after they play the Niners tomorrow, Big Tilt in Santa Clara. Uh, so if you're a football fan, you want to get in some vents, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll put you in queue. Um, uh, but, yeah, hit the subscribe button for other Minnesota Wild and Minnesota Sports Conversation right here. We're almost at 10,000 subscribers. Oh, which is get us there. Let's Which is mind-blowing to me because we Let's... started this channel like a year ago this time from zero. Thank you. And we're almost at 10K. So please hit that subscribe button. Help us get to 10,000 subscribers, and we will, in return, give you Minnesota sports content basically at a daily rate. So that's what I got.
0: Yeah, uh, no. You, but you forgot your phrase.
1: Oh, right. Uh, pass shoot
0: score. Bye. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth turkey for
1: forty or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories
0: that last. Baker's fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of thirty five dollars or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save one dollar each sale.